Welcome to You Need a Coach, Bitch. I'm your host, Chris Hale. I'm a certified life coach and coach instructor. I'm also a master dance educator and self-proclaimed Zenial Pop Diva. Every week, I bring you a conversation to help you harness your inner authority by popping the patriarchy and crafting the life of your dreams. Are you ready to unleash your inner creator? Let's go. Hey beauties, how's it going? I hope everyone's having a beautiful day. Um, I'm having a great day. And yeah, it's close to Halloween. So this is released on Thursday. So that's the 27th. So Halloween's only like four days away. And do you all celebrate Halloween? Are you big into Halloween? I am not a big fan of Halloween. Much to my best friend's dismay, she loves Halloween. It's like her favorite season ever. It's like her favorite holiday ever. She loves spooky season. She loves like decorating. She loves getting dressed up. And I'm just not into it. And, you know, I think it's really interesting because I think a lot of queer people do love Halloween. And I was listening to a podcast recently, my favorite, um, Courtney Acton Vanity on Brenda, call me. And they were actually answering a question from a listener who was interested in trying drag for the first time. And one of their suggestions was like, hey, why don't you give it a go around Halloween? Like, it's a time when everyone's dressing up anyway. And I I think that potentially one of the reasons I'm not so into Halloween is because when you are someone, right, like most of us queer people, when you're pretending to be someone, someone else, someone that you're not, or you have been taught to, like, disown parts of yourself, um, like, dressing up. It's like, I'm already dressed up every day, bitch, right? Like, I'm already pretending to be somebody I'm not. And I think the other thing is, like, if you're trying to even, like, deny to yourself who you really are, you're not trying to dress up as, like, a hidden part of you. Because you're like, well, what if other people see this and they start thinking that like this part of me exists like they're gonna know they're gonna know right it's like that meme like they're not gonna know they're gonna know how would they know and i feel like that's kind of one of the things it's like a giveaway right like expressing another side of your personality or of who you are and being like deathly afraid that other people are going to kind of catch on right like that's the real you So I don't know. Uh, Maybe there's a lot to unpack there, and maybe there's not. I don't give a fuck. I don't enjoy Halloween. I also don't like strangers, like, knocking on my door. So (laughs) the introvert in me is like, this is the worst fucking holiday ever. You want, like, little kids to come up to my door, and I'm supposed to answer and give them candy? No, thank you. I'm that person that when... I think I've told this story about how when we first moved to the suburbs... Anytime the doorbell would ring, I would hit the ground, like just like flat out, just flat out hit the ground because I didn't want anyone to know I was home because I didn't want to have to be forced to interact with people. So Halloween is just a whole day of forced interaction with people. I'm like, no, ma'am, not for me. So anyway, um, that's my little rant about Halloween. If you love it, I love it for you. I love that you love it. 
Uh, my neighborhood, uh, the two towns that are sister towns, Maplewood and South Orange, Soma, if you will, um, really big into the decorating for Halloween. So a lot of my neighbors, their houses are fully decked for the holiday. And it is actually really fun to walk around and see all of the decorations because we have a lot of creatives in the jurors in this area. Um there was like a New York Times article or a Time Out New York or something article that called Ma- Maplewood where Broadway goes to sleep. So we have a lot of the Broadway folks and not just like the performers, but like the crew and shit too, right? All the creatives, all the people who make the magic of the movies and the Broadway happen live out here. So um, it's just inundated with creative folks. So it's actually super fun to live here. Um, I get to like enjoy it from afar and not have to participate because I have boundaries around what's comfortable for myself. (laughs) Anyway, it's also almost November, which means that for some of you, like you're going to be thinking about whatever goals you set previously, right, coming into the end of quarter four, and maybe even thinking about quarter one of the next year and like what you want to accomplish. And I talked about it a couple weeks ago about like what is coaching and when is the right time to hire a coach or anybody, a new trainer or a Pilates instructor or startup yoga or any kind of new regime that you might be interested in. And maybe you still haven't been able to kind of make the shift into like pulling the trigger on that. And so maybe today's episode is going to help you with that and kind of even making the decision one way or the other, um, finally, if it's something you're going to pursue or not. So we're really going to be discussing like the why around these things. And really, it just came to me because I was on the socials and I was just seeing so much about like, Become the better you, become the new you. Who is the new you? Who's the better version of you? And my brain immediately was just like, there is not a better version of you. Like, we need to stop selling people on this idea that there is a better version of you, right? And I love the socials, maybe a little too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> today's about non judgment, so I'm not going to make myself wrong for my behaviors, but I just notice it everywhere right? The prevalence of people online selling you on a better version of yourself. Most traditional marketing, right, is poking at your pain points and then tells you that if you buy the thing that they're selling, you're going to be able to get rid of that pain. And somehow that that person who, who you are without the pain, it's such a better version of you than the person you are now. And I just, I really want to drive this point home that there is no better version of you. The you that you are right now is 100% perfect. And the you that achieves your goals is also perfect. But one is not better than the other. And when you start realizing that, you might just calm the fuck down and stop being in such a rush to get there now. And we've talked about this before. The only reason that you want to be there now is because of how you think you're going to feel. And if you're in pain right now, it's reasonable that you're going to want to get out of it. But there is going to be pain on the other side. There is no version of you that does not experience emotional anguish. But there might be a version of you that has a more loving relationship with that anguish. And again, that isn't better. And what I mean by that is that you aren't more worthy or you aren't more morally sound if you improve your relationship with negative emotion. Um, You might just have a little less of what I call compound negative emotion. So 
Uh, when we experience a circumstance that our brain is interpreting as bad, we're going to feel bad. And then we'll interpret that bad feeling as a problem. So we've actually just doubled our pain. The story about the negative emotion is oftentimes way more powerful than the initial pain itself. So when we understand this, it makes us better consumers because we can stop ourselves and be clear about what we're trying to solve for. Um, Am I trying to erase my humanity or am I trying to embrace my humanity? Um, And there's nothing wrong with like purchasing for the dopamine hit, right? For the temporary relief we get. When you're doing that, the only useful question is to ask yourself, like, if this is going to impact your goals, right? Like, if I do this enough, like, if I reward this behavior of suppressing my negative emotion, thus making me less tolerant of negative emotion, that's definitely going to, like, get in the way of me achieving my goals, If I keep doing that consistently, like every time I'm coming up against negative emotion, right, it's very simple. But we complicate it when we bring in morality, when we tell ourselves like we aren't strong enough, or if we were better, that we'd be able to resist temptation. And this is just not true. Sometimes we're going to be tempted and we're going to give in. Sometimes we're going to be tempted and we're not. And if we want to build the habit of giving in less, that's also available to us. And so, like, if you're an entrepreneur on the internet, like, let's talk about how you want to market to your peeps, right? And if you're a consumer, and who isn't, right? Um, let's talk about how you want to be marketed to. Uh, and I have to say that some of my colleagues do this in a really brilliant way. Simone Soul, Serena Hicks, and Melanie Childers, um, who actually you heard on this podcast, we did a Um, we did a crossover podcast together. They do this, they market in the most loving, compassionate, and empowering of ways. They ask you to really embrace the entirety of who you are and integrate that whole self. So like if if you never even bought from them, right, you would still be transformed by what they give away totally for free on an hourly basis sometimes. So check them out because I think they're great examples for anyone who wants to have an online business for like how to market through this like very loving and compassionate lens. And one of the things that you can do right now, whether you're an entrepreneur or just a person who's consuming this from the internet, it's work I'm always doing, right? It's it's to unpack and decondition ourselves from the belief that we are somehow broken, None of us is broken, but we've all bought into the idea that there is something about us that needs to be fixed, right? Our teeth, our personality, our bodies, our work, right? Our work is an extension of us. And if we were just better, our work would be better. But the truth is, is that there is actually someone out there right now that will buy whatever you are selling. They see value in it, whether you do or not. And it's not your job to decide what is valuable for others. And that does not mean you have to stop refining what you do. We love growing and learning and expanding. Keep doing that. (laughs) But do it because you're being called to from the purest place in you and not because you're trying to banish the messy parts. Remember, nothing exists in a vacuum. Your light cannot shine without your dark. When you hide from your darkness is when it has the most power to miscreate for you, right? You will always have dark thoughts. But the thing is, we haven't only, as a society, pathologized negative emotion, as I was talking about last week, 
We've also been convinced that we can stop our brains from doing what they naturally do, which is make up scary stories to keep us safe. So many of my clients come to me wanting to stop having negative thoughts about themselves. And like there are some negative thoughts that you might want to stop having about yourself. Um, I fully believe that we would all benefit from divorcing ourselves from Eurocentric beauty standards. Like that's one example. But like you're you're never going to be free of self-doubt, right? <laughs> like just self, just plain old self-doubt. But self-doubt is not the problem. Believing self-doubt is the reason you aren't achieving your goals is. We don't necessarily have conscious control over the thoughts and perceptions our brains offer us, but we do have control over what we do with it once it's shown up. So I always say, it's okay to have the thought that your work isn't good enough to sell it to other people. Um, It becomes a problem when you start believing that thought. And this is, again, where traditional marketing comes in. Like someone will market to you by the product that I'm selling, and it will instantly make your work better, which we all know is BS, right? But that way, then you'll feel brave enough to sell it. And this for sure happens in the self-development space. All the fucking hacking that is going on, like you're a person, not a robot. You don't need to be hacked. You don't need to optimize everything. Are there some things that will make your life easier? Sure. But... If you haven't healed your relationship with yourself, then no amount of efficiency is going to make a difference in the long run. And as a consumer, I really want you to start looking at marketing more critically and ask, what are they selling and what are they selling me on? If it's a product, for instance, does it actually solve a problem? Or is the problem I'm trying to solve an emotional one? If it's the latter, maybe... I process my emotions before I purchase. If it's a service, are they selling me using the tactic of showing me a shortcoming of my own? And does their service propose to fix me and my shortcoming? Or does it offer me assistance to access my own inner strength and knowing to help solve my problem, knowing that I'm full, whole, complete, and unbroken? So try this out for a week. Like, I guarantee you, if you start, like, thinking more critically about what's how things are being marketed to you, you'll start to make choices about what you buy that are more in alignment with what is best for you and your highest good. And the question that we're left with once we do all that work is, how do we set goals and go after those goals if we aren't convinced that we will be better once we do it? And the answer is the same for anything in your life that you desire because you want it. The end, period. I truly believe that desire is what keeps us going. We are meant to want more. And I also believe that traditional marketing has played to the fact that as a species, we want to feel included and that there's this innate insecurity in the concept of being excluded. And they've married that with our desire for more And that's just, they're constantly using that to manipulate us into buying more shit we don't need. So how I walk my clients through this is by asking them first what their why is for wanting to achieve the particular goal. I have no judgment for what their why is or like what it should be. What I think really doesn't matter. (laughs) But I do want them to like their why and if possible to absolutely love it. Some whys that never feel good are ones that start with because I should, 
Um, It's the right thing to do. Other people want this from me. I will love myself more if I do have am this thing. No one ever likes these whys because they don't really feel good, right? They're about changing us from a place of hate and scarcity and lack. And you want your why to feel good. So if shooting on yourself does feel good, go ahead, girl. Like, you do that. But if it doesn't, then we're going to talk it out until we find a why that resonates with you in a way that absolutely lights you up. Next, we're going to go to you. (laughs) And I want to know how you already are the person that is capable of achieving this goal. Remember, this is where we're going to go to our past accomplishments to find evidence of what we've already achieved and how that can help us now. And we'll also brainstorm about what is different about you that maybe was not available to you back then that will make it this time easier. Like what lessons did you learn, etc. We will also talk about what you need to negate and then do some experiments to see if that's true. So you're going to think that staying up till 3 a.m. doing a deep dive on the cast of Never I Have I Ever is getting in the way of you getting up early and getting shit done. But what if it's not? <laughs> First, it's like, why are you thinking you need to get up early and get shit done? Um, Where did that come from? We're going to explore when you do your best work. Is it early or is it some other time? Right? So we're just going to get really curious about that because think about it. How much time are you wasting beating yourself up because you were up late? When you could just accept that you're tired, brew a fresh pot of coffee, and get on with it. You are going to decide what behaviors are getting in the way from a place of curiosity, not from a place of judgment. Because here's the thing. If we spend all of our time together trying to coach you out of who you are, then we spend less time building your dreams. And then lastly... I will ask you what skills or attitudes you will need to adopt in order to get this done. Our time is so much more well spent doing this. You're going to have vices. You're going to have unattractive behaviors. No amount of coaching is going to make you into a completely enlightened being, right? Eckhart Tolle and like three other people in the world have the monopoly on that. (laughs) But you can balance those behaviors with ones that will be helpful in moving you toward your goal. So... Stop trying to make yourself better and stop trying to manipulate your audience if you have one. None of us needs improvement. You're not an old house with lead pipes, right? And the sooner you realize that, the sooner you will release yourself from the never-ending hamster wheel of self-help and actually start helping yourself and others. All right, friends, have a great week. If you are loving the podcast, it's time to put a ring on it. It would mean the world to me if you would do one or all of these things. First off, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts or all the places podcasts are available if you want to be extra. While you're there, giving a five-star rating and leaving a review would be epic. And lastly, spreading the love by sharing your favorite episode would be beyond. Thanks, love. We'll talk soon.